everybody, and welcome back to the 84th episode of our lovely You Thought podcast. Wyatt and I have tra- traded places last week. I unfortunately had to miss. This week we will be without him instead. Uh, so that means that I am joined by Lucas, Jared, and Aiden. Once again, as always, let's go through the news that we will not be talking about, but that is worth mentioning today. Um, if anybody follows the College World Series of Baseball, <laughs> NC State was annihilated by the NCAA. They had six, right? Six COVID uh, positive test uh, I cases. I, I, th- I thought I heard eight, but I... Oh, I thought it was four of vaccinated players and two unvaccinated players. Okay, yeah, it might have been six. I don't know. Yikes. Anyway, so the NCAA said, nah, you're out of here. So they had to forfeit it, and they lost their chance at winning the College World Series, which is crazy. So, yeah, apparently there was, like, uh, that was, like, kind of a controversy, but I don't really really know what the controversy there is. There's a COVID outbreak. (laughs) There's a COVID outbreak, you know. That's, yeah. It well, sucks, yeah. but it is what yeah. it is. Um, it seems pretty straightforward. I guess they could love to like delay it. Like, yeah. what's the timetable on finishing this thing? Like, do they really? That's true. To, like, yeah. The, I mean, that's the been the debate I... about like all the, all the, uh, uh, sports that have been playing during the pandemic, right? Like, why does the NBA have to play every other night, right? You don't really have to, but they're not trying to compete with the Olympics. I'm sure there's some sort of TV <laughs> reason, right? Yeah. I know that's the NBA's reason is they don't want to compete with the Olympics. The one thing I read that it was like, it's a little hypocritical that they did that, but then they are still asking like full, full, they're allowing full fans into the games, right? But I don't know that that's not like really related. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyways, um, the probably the one time we'll mention cycling in this uh, podcast for the next year, uh, some crazy Tour de France stuff happened where a fan was on, literally just on the, like the street or the road or whatever it was with a, with a sign. And caused, I think it was a nine-player crash. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Like, it was way more uh, than yeah. that. Yeah, it was it, like it took out like half the field. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe only like nine people fell down. Each other, yeah. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like it, it took out so many. Like so many people could not advance. Oh well, okay, fair enough. Anyway, and then yeah, maybe someone. I don't know all the details, but the fan then went on the run after she heard that uh, the police were looking for her, <laughs> and then she finally got found. Was it yesterday or two days ago? And she got jailed. Today, I, think. I don't think yeah, it was... Yeah, she was arrested. Oh, was it today? She was arrested today, officially. Okay. Today is June 30th, 2021. For <laughs> in America. Okay. In America. <laughs> yeah, if you're in France right now, it's July 1st. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're framing yourself. <laughs> and then cyclists stopped for a minute to protest. Like, they literally just stopped biking for a minute to protest this. And it, it remains to be seen, but uh, apparently, like, depending on whether some cyclists want to prosecute her she could be in some really big trouble um yeah it sounds like but, someone's gonna try and sue i don't know if it was like the whole cycling organization or some it's it sounded like yeah. a straight up organization but yeah yeah the funny thing too is like if you look at the video like she's looking directly at the camera yeah. she holds up the sign like she's definitely like posing for tv and just like yeah. just yeah. yeah i wouldn't Yikes. i mean I don't know. I guess I get it. Suing's kind of harsh. I feel like. I mean, she's already yeah. paying like fifteen hundred like, yeah. euro fine or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I feel like that's yeah. punishment enough. Honestly, at this point. I mean, like, as a fa- yeah, and, you know, it's like they're trying to make an example. Like, yeah, they but definitely yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I read a funny Reddit comment that was like, "Everybody screws up," and so I kind of feel bad for her, but. I've never screwed up this drastically. So, <laughs> you you kind of get it. Oh, uh, yeah, but I think, yeah. Next so apparently, year, there probably won't be any fans on the road at all. 
I also was reading this New York Times Times article about like uh, basically that cycling's been a crazy dangerous sport forever. That like apparently a a cyclist back in like I don't know I think it was like the '60s got literally like punched off his bike one time. Like it's it's just a crazy sport in terms of how close the fans can get. (laughs) I think that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah kind of fun like not really there needs to be a certain separation between fans yeah. yes yeah, i agree like, you know they have to bike like through a crowd of people <laughs> I mean, it, gets, it gets super it gets super crowded no it does towards the end the french are just mad this week you know huh yeah. The French are just not in the Yeah, not a, not a good week for the French. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking of, so World Cup news, the French are out. Nope. What? Euro 2020. Euro, Euro oh, 2020 I'm news. <laughs> I, I wrote it wrong. Oh, my gosh. All right, I'm, I'm losing it. Yes, Euro craziness. So there were actually two really, really crazy games on the same day. Uh, Spain won 5-3 in a game that I think, I think it went the same way where it was 3-1 and then it was tied yeah. 3-3, like really late. And then, so yeah, then Spain ended up winning 5-3, and then France in the other game lost to... Switzerland? Switzerland. Switzerland, On yeah. penalties because Mbappe missed his PK. Oh. Craziness. So, Lucas, you and I were wrong about the French winning. Ha! Uh, but I, Belgium is still in. Okay. My dark horse is still in Italy. Oh, Italy you're right. Italy was a great dark, dark horse pick. How's yeah. North Macedonia doing? <laughs> I, don't I don't think, think they, they won a single. They're gonna buy Jared. They're, yeah, like, they're just <laughs> buy the everybody's just playing for the right to play North Macedonia <laughs> exactly. to, the to share the fields. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty upset. Belgium, it's Belgium, Italy, right? It's like the final yeah. in the quarterfinal. Which is yeah, yeah. What's the other one? Eng- is it England? Somebody? It's well, there's four the... quarterfinals. There's like an irrelevant one. It's like. Oh, yeah, I thought you said sorry. I thought you said semifinals. One. Yeah, the four quarterfinals are Switzerland, Spain, Belgium, Italy. The winners of those two play each other, and then Czech Republic and Denmark plays the winner of Ukraine and England. Yeah. Czech yeah. Republic, Denmark's the irrelevant one. I feel like. Yeah, but even like <laughs> England, Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. like England. Yeah, I'm impressed that Ukraine made the. It's probably gonna be England, and... England, either England, England Italy, or England, Belgium. Yeah. Mm. Denmark's a good story though, because of everything. That yeah, it's yeah, crazy. That oh, they're yeah. Still in it. Yeah. 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 Um. Anyhow, in the NBA, there have been you guessed it, even more injuries. People are like going berserk about how many injuries there have been this year in the playoffs, which I think is probably actually kind of warranted. I'd like to see the numbers, but Trey Young got hurt and missed game four, and so everybody thought the Bucks were going to win it handily. But then Giannis also got hurt and like nearly tore his ACL or something. We don't know exactly what happened here, I don't think. Uh, they say there's no structural damage. Anyway, the Hawks won, so now that series is 2-2. Uh, the Clippers might be making another comeback because they're... What is that one at right now? 3-2. Three, three, two. Three, two. Three, two. They just started yeah. a few minutes ago. Right, yeah. okay. So hopefully uh, hopefully like Paul George isn't the next um, casualty, but we'll see. Uh, in the yeah. NCAA, one thing one thing I wanted to ask about this, I think I don't remember if we talked about this in a previous episode, but I know I mentioned this in the group chat. Is do you think like on balance these have been a good playoffs because of like the unpredictability and like parity, or do you think it's been bad playoffs because so many people have been injured? I think it's getting a bit ridiculous at this point. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> yeah, if, like, it's if like one of my favorite players. I'd be fine with it. Though. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's like. In the beginning, it was it's like 
it's fun at some point that like oh like the Atlanta Hawks are doing well not for all of us but like if you're like an <laughs> objective fan of the sport yeah. but now it's just like I don't want to see like John Collins and DeAndre Eaton as like the stars on two teams in a final you know like okay I feel like that wouldn't just be as fun yeah I hear I you mean, on that but do you um, think I think it's exciting that we don't have like a LeBron versus whatever the opposite conference is finals. I was getting a little yeah, tired of that. And I like I to see, oh, like, I, I think it's good for the league that like Devin Booker is like now a star that like, oh, I'm going to keep tabs on him. And like, oh, he's playing in a game. Yeah, I'll turn on the Suns game. Or like Trey Young now. Where it's yeah. not just like, I feel like if the NBA concentrates all their, all their marketing on like too few players, right? Then like mm-hmm. you can't. I think this is good for the league, basically, that there are like these new stars. I was skeptical of it before when they're like, oh, we want to build up stars through the playoffs. I think it's worked a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I just My only issue like I like it in theory in practice. I just don't like it that it's happening because people are getting injured. Right. Like I feel Nobody like, likes like... It, yeah, but... yeah. And we're also to the point that even those underdog teams like the Hawks and the the Suns and the Clippers aren't as much underdogs and, and neither the um the Bucks, but they've all like I mean, the biggest star is in the East are out at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um the Clippers biggest star is out. Um the Suns are hobbled even if like Chris Paul's playing. He's crappy, but he's playing. So it's yeah. I. I feel like it would be. I would be more excited about it if everyone in the semis was healthy because I think it's their yeah. fun matchups. Um, I'm still excited for like a, a Suns Bucks final. Um, yeah. but yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. People always say like the playoffs are like largely about like who's the best despite injuries, but it <laughs> seems like it's not usually to this many stars. It's more like role no, yeah, players. It does seem so. Unusual. Yeah. It's tough. I'm just yeah, saying. I mean, yeah. Less. I I hope that in the future there's less super teams and mm-hmm. and more parity. For sure. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to the NCAA. Finally, the news that people have been talking about and clamoring for for like what feels like years now. Apparently, we're there. Uh, the like a I think it's like a board of D1 commissioners or something like that finally agreed today that athletes can make money off of their likeness, which comes promptly on the heels of the Supreme Court ruling where What's-His-Face wrote that it, this would be like a monopoly in any other industry. <laughs> so I'm sure that those two things are unrelated, but that's good news. And I think like athletes were, like literally started tweeting about ways that they will be making money like immediately today. <laughs> like, well, one guy funny. was like, I'm going to like be auctioning off my shoes or something like that. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's funny, but that's cool. Um, uh... Oh, Deshaun Kaiser commented on like some announcement about it I saw that was like like at Notre Dame just like let me hold something I don't... <laughs> like at this point he's been out for like four years like I don't get would he not have been able to make money still because he's like advertising on behalf of the university or is he just like I don't know are we just over Deshaun Kaiser yeah, I think we're over him. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for your service, though. Yeah. <laughs> that brief moment when you were considered the number one overall. I know. Yeah. What a time. Oh, wow. That, like, week in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> Good time. Uh, okay, lastly, also in some rare NHL news here, I just wanted to call out that Connor McDavid won the second ever unanimous NHL MVP. Uh, 
Who? Who wants to guess who was number one? The first one to do it. Wayne Gretzky. Yes. And you know what? I looked this up. I looked this up. Who knows? Okay, if somebody knows, don't answer. But I looked up. Do you guys know or want to guess how many MVPs Wayne Gretzky won in his career? It was a lot. Seven. Seven. Hey. I believe that. Nine. Nine. How many years did he play? He won eight straight from like 1980 to 1987 or something like oh that. Oh my god! Isn't, isn't that wild? It's like <laughs> that would never happen in any other league, yeah, though. Exactly. Like exactly. they would yeah. any other. It's that's interesting. Insanity. Insanity. I feel like they're less, uh, less like tied down by narrative in the NHL because because nobody's talking about it. <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. Sorry for your. I don't want to alienate the NHL fans out there. I mean, if you're listening to our podcast, you in. haven't been alienated yet, so. <laughs> Well, Schmeels was just the great one in their sport, and they would do it too. But yeah, it's a good point. Not, I mean, like MJ only has five, right? LeBron is three, two, four, <laughs> seven. <laughs> How many MVPs oh, does LeBron? Have? I think Kareem has four. It's four. You're right. Yeah. Or, I don't know why I didn't trust you. It's fine. Um, anyways, <laughs> well, we can jump into our actual segments. So let's start off with the MLB here. Uh, I think we've talked about this a little bit previously with the MLB's um, attempt to, to come down on pitchers and using sticky substances. So the first MLB p- pitcher to be ejected was recently the Mariners' Hector Santiago. So nobody else has been ejected since him, right? Um, so Aiden, I guess let me ask you this. What do you make of this? Is this, is this good for the game? Is it legit? What are, what are the consequences? Yeah, I mean, I think it's good long term, but I think it's ridiculous the way it was rolled out to some extent i mean the the mlb like obviously pitchers have been annoying and how much they've complained about this but it's true that the mlb yeah. has turned a blind eye um towards this stuff for for years like guys were only penalized if it was like super blatant like i don't know if y'all remember when like michael pineda yeah, um he had like mm-hmm. he had stuff on his you know pine tar clearly on his wrist um and like on his palm and during broadcasts like commentators would talk about it it was like super clear one game um and nothing happened to him the next game he came out and did the exact same thing but like on his neck even though it's like the talk of the town that it was like super clear he just did it again and only then was he like ejected um so like you had to be like super obvious about it for like anything to happen oh and then they turn around you know in may and are like you know, in two weeks from now, we're going to start <laughs> checking everybody, like, literally every inning. Um, it's just, it's 100% something that should have been enforced over the course of an offseason, um, where pitchers could get used to new rules. And, like, the fact is, again, like, if they're using these substances, they were illegal. But, like, you are going to see, like, injuries and such from guys who are used to using this stuff. Like, it's just a fact. And, like, Tyler Glass now complained a lot about that after he had, like, a UCL tear um from adjusting his grip um and again i don't have like a ton of sympathy for these guys but it's obviously (laughs) going to lead to some stuff like that if it's like people say that it's 80 to 85 percent of pitchers who are using these aids like obviously if they're going from using them to nothing at all within like a week um that could lead to injuries um and yeah so on the other hand, again, I think it's like there are pitchers who don't use it and who haven't shown a decrease in spin rate. You know, not everyone's Trevor Bauer. Um, but <laughs> so, you know, I've respect to those guys. Uh, but um, in terms of long term, though, I do think it's probably a good idea for the game. Um, obviously, um, this was driven by the fact that baseball has been boring this year because no one scores ever. 
um, and everyone just strikes out all the time. Um, so I, I understand the change. Um, I've also read this week about some other very interesting changes that they're discussing around um, the stuff that we can talk about after. Um, mm. But but yeah, I like I understand why they did it. It's pretty obvious why they, you know, tried to enforce this, you know, a month into the season. Um, but it's it should have waited, like, in, in my opinion. So. Yeah. It's, it's also not the worst thing, though, that the MLB is being a little reactionary because they're so mm-hmm. resistant to it's like a league that's kind of perceived as being resistant to change yep. and i think the pitcher like the pitchers and managers reaction to all this shows just how difficult it is to change anything about yeah. baseball because of like how everybody like they're like oh should i pull my pants down or like it's like come on they're, they're yeah. checking they're checking to see if you're cheating like it's not it's not that big of a deal like i yeah, yeah. I, I get it but it shows you how difficult it is to change anything in baseball which is, you know, yeah. a little annoying. It's kind of nice to see the MLB being a little swift in a decision. Yeah. Like, you know, they they actually did that uh, too when they expanded the playoffs for the for um, yeah. COVID last year, right? So, um, yeah. and and they've they, they've tried a couple other things where like you get to pick your opponent. That's a little stupid and everything, but yeah. you know, it's good that they're like starting to play with the game. But it also you also can see that there's a lot of ways where it's kind of hard to change the game. I would say my problem with it though, I I get why they why they do it, but I hate how rule changes are always are, are are usually like meant to like punish people that are doing well. I feel mm-hmm. like like we talked about this in Formula One. This is happening a lot in Formula One this year as well, where when Mercedes is really good, they were just trying to implement rules that were only slowing down Mercedes. Essentially, yeah. they're doing that with Red Bull this year in F1. And that's kind of what they did in baseball here is like, OK, yeah. let's the problem I have with it is why is the onus on the pitcher to make the pitchers bad? instead of trying to make the hitters better. Like, we talked about this in terms of, like, hitting it where they ain't and, like, hitting around shifts and stuff like that. I think some of the onus on making the game more exciting should be on the hitters as well. Yeah, and to that end, too, I think that, like, this sort of contributes to, like, a negative narrative, like, around baseball. Like, well, I think it's good that, obviously, they're cracking down on something that is cheating and has always largely been considered cheating, and that's, like, a good thing. It just seems it's, like, uh, in the context of, like, the steroid scandal of, like, a decade and a half ago, it's just, like, another instance of, like, look how widespread cheating is in that sport. And I think mm-hmm. that that just, like, adds a negative perception. Because, like, mm-hmm. since it's happened, people have checked all the time. Like, there's been so many checks on players. I think this was stupid and, like, messing with someone's head. But I think Joe Girardi, when the Phillies <laughs> were playing the Nationals the other week, I think had Max Scherzer checked three times. And every time he was, like... He was very clearly not yeah. just like play with his head, but didn't Joe Girardi um, then like say that he'd fight Max Scherzer or something? <laughs> <laughs> nice. So yeah, that um, was fun. Where's Add some excitement to baseball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this was his chance. I know, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like there's just been so much negative press around baseball over the course of the last. 20 years and this is just like another thing which adds that which is annoying as somebody who likes baseball but it feels like they can never catch a break there's never like an overarching narrative about the mlb that is positive like even yeah. early like within this one year we've had baseball's boring yeah. everybody strikes out all the time nobody hits anymore stats are ruining the game and now everybody's cheating like what like that's not a good way to like draw in fans yeah. i think and like obviously this is i think we all agree like the right thing to do for the most part like they should stop guys from doing this but it frustrates me the way this narrative plays into the way that baseball is being perceived across the country yeah and the it's funny because it's just 
so obvious who was cheating uh-huh. because you can literally look at their you know spin rate average for the first you know six yeah. weeks of the season and then what it's been <laughs> since and so many guys have like a huge drop off and it's like well that's pretty clear at least like if it was who, who know, are some of the guys yeah um trevor bauer i know had a huge drop off i think the dodgers as a whole had a like oh had an enormous drop um but others and yeah, they have the know, nerve to talk about the astros cheating no yeah, I'm just kidding. exactly <laughs> yeah i mean like trevor bauer who had some yeah who's name is in the media at the moment for even worse things um like yeah. was a big like outspoken guy outspoken uh guy about these substances like two or three years ago um like and was talking about how everyone used it and how the league should enforce it. And then he just went quiet on it like two years ago. And then he got good immediately, surprisingly. <laughs> um, and so <laughs> now it's now it's been taken away. Uh, but but yeah, like league wide, there's been a, a serious drop because um, a, a lot of uh, home detectives are <laughs> are checking the stats. Yeah. <laughs> And how has Degrom been? Or has he been hurt? Like, because I feel like he's yeah. the one. He's just been so like historically dominant. Like, I wonder if that is had any. Yeah, I know. In the start, like, right after the stuff like was announced or started being checked, his spin rate didn't drop. It actually went up. But I haven't checked since, so I don't know. If it's, <laughs> it's changed. So yeah, Degrom is superhuman, and you know, it's <laughs> it's not fair. Just a different species, but, you know. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but but and, yeah, no. And I was also, re- just like yeah, not yeah. young, right? Mm-hmm. He's, like he's not. He's like thirty-one or something. Yeah, and his velo- like it's it's not even like he's getting like better. To, like he is getting better tech from a technical standpoint of you know his breaking pitches are better. But like his velocity is increasing and has been increasing for the past like two or three years. Even though he's yeah Dang. like hit thirty, he's well past when you'd expect that to kind of peak. Um, do they check so, pitchers for roids? Ex- ex- honestly though, <laughs> yeah. Like I I do not know how that man yeah just keeps getting better but yeah um he's 33 he yeah anyway yeah, yeah. <clears throat> he was caught on field wrestling with yeah, I saw that. like <laughs> tonight when i googled degrading yeah. that's what came up and mets fans yeah. were like please you're a piece of glass like do not <laughs> do not, <laughs> do not do leave that. the dugout um but anyway before we moved move on i want to i i saw that theo epstein you know like the old um mm. cubs gm red sox gm um is working with the MLB for like tactics for the you know increasing offense, um, and a bunch of them are pretty standard, you know, like eliminating the shift and moving the mound back a foot. Um, but there's some kind of random ones. First of all, increasing the base size. Consider <laughs> <laughs> making the bases a lot fatter so that people just <laughs> can get there more quickly. Um, the other interesting one, which like we've heard about for years, that they might get rid of umpires, but I'd never thought of it from the perspective that. Um, they kind of want to do it so that they can manipulate the strike zone so that if they find out <laughs> that, like, you know, hitters, you know, are really not good at hitting the outside pitch, they can take that away just by, you know, one no. change kind of thing. Yeah, that's that's one of those things I was like, that's, we're just gaming the system at this point. Yeah. Um, but I, like, I didn't realize that that was um, kind of uh, one of the motivations behind the, you know, robot umps. So we'll see. Can they just ask umps to do that anyway, though? like try to 
Yeah, yeah they would, but like, I don't know, I'm just do whatever the heck they want. <laughs> Generally, it's wrong, but <laughs> see, I I like the subject subjectivity of the umpires at home plate Dude, personally. I have seen too many. No. I just I've I was originally of that mindset, and I don't know if it was this year or last year, but I just started kind of like they're just ridiculous calls sometimes from these arms. <laughs> I just I can't get behind it. Yeah, there are sometimes, yeah. but. Yeah, no, I do under, I do kind of, I like the idea of like a umpire who has a consistently slightly different strike zone, you know, like who <laughs> always calls the, you know, the outside pitcher gives that to the pitcher um, or doesn't give the the high, you know, close pitch. I like that. I just find that so many of them are just, are just not consistent. That's just frustrating. But, it's know. a tough job. It is, it is a tough imagine job. if imagine if the end zone lines were not definitively painted and like, it's like the same thing no it's not a pass so is like pass interference yeah. is pass interference clear every time it's not it's more like that's more what it is yeah the uh, end zone the end zone analogy I mean, is more okay. like did the guy get to first if, base if, before if the, the, ball? If the home run that's like wall we're moving i guess would be that but i mean you you can yeah. put a, a like you can create a strike zone based on the definition of a strike zone you know from yeah. need of the yeah, letters kind of thing um that will like be objective for a computer at least i'm not sure if pass interference like i don't you you could never you, it would never be still yeah, yeah it's yeah. like fouls in the nba yeah. as well it'll never be yeah yeah <clears throat> Okay, well, moving on to the NBA, we discussed the playoffs a little bit uh, earlier. Now we're going to get into this segment. We, I think we, we got this idea from elsewhere. We wanted to have our own fun with it. The idea is this, basically, imagine the NBA playoffs, but for every series that a team wins, they get to take one of the other team's players and play with them for the next series. And so we basically will, we will be redoing the NBA playoff bracket. <laughs> with this key caveat. Um, so we're not going to pick who won for the first round of the playoffs because that wouldn't change at all. They wouldn't have any drafted players, but for later rounds, we will be going through who would win as well as who they would draft. So let's start with you, Lucas. Uh, this generally generally goes Western Conference to Eastern Conference. So starting on the left side of the bracket, Western Conference, Jazz Grizzlies, we know the Jazz win. I'm betting I can guess. We do. I'm betting I can guess who you think that they draft, but let us know. <laughs> I think that they should take John Morant. <laughs> I think nobody is shocked uh, with a choice. A guard combo of John Donovan Mitchell is dangerous. Um, more dangerous than having Joe Ingles be the guard to pair with uh, Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> um, he gives the Jazz another competent ball handler, too. I think it's a no brainer that they take Ja. Any pushback? No. Nah. Zero That's pushback. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, the Clippers Mavs. <laughs> Another gimme, if I may say so myself. I mean, it's got to be Kristaps. Who's, <laughs> who's, who's lying? No, I mean, yeah, it's uh, – oh, man. Kawhi – I'm actually – I'm going to say, obviously, Luka. Kawhi, PG-13, and Luka. It honestly seems like it might be an undefendable uh, trio. And, but, Reggie Jackson. Uh, and Reggie Jackson, you're right. And I saw a funny tweet that was like, <laughs> the Thunder, the 2012 Thunder couldn't win a championship with Durant, Westbrook, and Reggie Jackson. <laughs> 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 like, oh, so true. <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah. yeah um, it's Luca. So yeah. next up, Aiden, 
Mm-hmm. Nuggets defeat the Blazers. Who do you think that they're drafting? Another <laughs> gimme. Yeah, yeah. Who wants to guess? Yeah, I mean, the Nuggets were, like, Jamal Murray was out. They needed, you know, someone who wasn't Austin Rivers. They need scoring options. Like, Dame is the choice. Like, it's, it's easy. Yeah, it's like, I don't think you can make an argument for anyone else, really. Yeah. Jared, let's go to you now. Suns, Lakers. Uh, I, yeah, I... I guess we can't say with no injuries. We know what happened here. Yeah, no, there, you have to go with the injury thing. I, I'm taking, even without the injuries, I'm taking LeBron James and his playoff experience <laughs> and everything, even if Anthony yeah. Davis was healthy. But you can't rely on Anthony Davis to make it through a full playoffs, right? So I'm going. I'm definitely easily going LeBron on this. Um, it's definitely like a, you know, a position where the Suns specifically too could benefit. I mean, you know, Aiden and uh, um, all their other bigs are doing a really good job, but like you could play LeBron and like. A four, three, obviously a three or four, and they they already have good guards. So yeah, I think LeBron's uh, definitely the best pick there. Yeah, LeBron makes the Suns terrifyingly like complete. Yeah, which is all right. Well, I guess we'll we'll get to there. Uh, All right, so looping over to you, Lucas. Again, we're going to the East now. Your favorite Mm -hmm. 76ers, Wizards. 76ers win, but who are they drafting from Washington? I, I think this is a pretty easy choice. I think it's Ross because their problem is at point guard, mm-hmm. and you fix your point guard problem by taking Russell Wilson, or Russell Wilson, Russell, Russell Westbrook. Uh, <laughs> like by taking I, another point Beal, guard, can't shoot. <laughs> I mean, <he's, laughs> at least he'll give you. At least he'll give you some points. Like at least he can. You know, isn't scared of the basketball. There's <laughs> a layup right underneath the basket. You won't pass. I mean, think, think about it. Like. The, the Sixers got to Game 7 with the Hawks with Ben Simmons taking three total shots in the fourth quarter. Like, imagine if they had someone who was, like, moderately competent at that position. Mm. I think that it here it's a no-brainer. Ben Simmons can be an energy guy off the bench when they need to, like, defend somebody in the future. Um, so even though Beal is the better player, I think, like, in terms of, like, filling a need, Sixers should, draft, should take Russ. Mm. Okay. Nice. Um, all right, next up, I've got the Knicks and the Hawks. Hawks won. I'm sorry, Aiden. This one is interesting. I know this might this might get some pushback. I know we've hated on D-Rose in the past here, but I'm going to go with D-Rose. I don't think I, I, I don't feel comfortable taking Julius Randle, given how awfully he played in the first round. Uh, D-Rose was probably actually like their, their best player. If this were like a dynasty thing, I'd go R.J. Barrett instead. But for this one series in the playoffs... Um, I think D-Rose helps the Hawks the most. Uh, next up, Aiden, Bucks Heat, for the Bucks drafting from Miami. Um, Jimmy Buckets, obviously, uh, but no. Uh, Bam's great, but like the Bucks already have a big guy with no real outside game, so they don't need someone else clocking up the lane. Um, and I used to be a lot higher on Duncan Robinson for like adding a shooter for the Bucks. Like yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think the that's bubble. necessary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Bubble Duncan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but Jimmy, like, I also was disappointed with Jimmy this past year during the playoffs. But he fits a need. Um, the Bucks have P.J. Tucker starting at the three currently. And P.J. is a great defender, but he's, like, he's useless on offense, like, generally. Um, and Jimmy, like, probably slots better as a two than a three, but he definitely can play the three. And so um, he should start there. 
He's he's not quite as intimidating as PJ from like a stoutness standpoint. I don't know if anyone is, but stoutness. he's a he's a great. <laughs> <laughs> but good use yeah. <laughs> that word in a sense. <laughs> but no, Jimmy's right. a Jimmy's a great defender who can also actually do things on offense once in a while. You know, PJ come off the bench one, once in a while just to piss off Kevin Durant, and you know that's it. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. All right. Lastly, for the first round, Jared, back to you. Nets beating the Celtics. Who are they drafting? Uh, they're taking Taco Fall. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. They're taking – this is another easy one, right? They're, they got to take Jason Tatum, who dropped 50 on him one night. The Nets' like whole strategy, right, is literally just have – if you have enough offensive talent, nothing else matters. So I, I think that's definitely – he fits the culture of the team uh, no, in the – Kyrie, apparently that Kyrie was the, or Tatum was the only person that Kyrie would talk to at the end of his Celtics reign, so I think it works out. Oh, that's actually uh, interesting. I wonder if Tatum also talked to him or if it was like a one-way thing. <laughs> <laughs> like Kyrie just would just come up and just like talk at him right now. <laughs> the earth being flat or whatever. <laughs> oh man, forgot about that. All right, so this is where things get interesting. So now, yeah. Lucas, we're going to go back to you. The Jazz plus Ja Morant versus the Clippers plus Luka. <laughs> Who well, are you taking? <laughs> the Jazz are scrappy. They've got heart. They're young. But the Clippers would absolutely like sweep this series and win like 20 points if everybody's at full strength. Um, and in doing that, I think um, it may be an unconventional choice, but I think they should take Rudy Gobert. They don't have, really have an elite rim protector. And he would make this team even more complete if they took Rudy Gobert. Um, Donovan Mitchell's nice, but he's kind of redundant upon a lot of the guys that are already on that team at this point. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I take Gobert. Uh, one thing I want to clarify, we didn't talk about this. I'm assuming we're saying no to, can I draft the player that that team already drafted? <laughs> who's now like, on the original okay, roster? So, so, like, Luca's gone. Luca's now gone from the Clippers roster? Yeah, no, but my year? question is, like, could Lucas have drafted Ja? right there oh that's a good point i'm gonna say uh, no right because he's we'll, not on the actual we'll say team. no yeah yeah okay yeah no no, no. <laughs> I did not defeats the integrity that. of the game no. he's like a protected like when they have the expansion draft he's like a protected player at this point yeah okay but yeah so yeah now now luca's gone and he's been replaced by gobert all right um next up i've got the sun's nuggets the sun's have acquired lebron the Nuggets have acquired Dame. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is also, like, the Suns are already the better team. And LeBron is, like, the best player in these playoffs, in the Western Conference part of the playoffs, at least, maybe. So What? I mean... I don't know if at, I'd say that this year. At full He's strength? The greatest player of all time. At full Not strength, this year. I still think... At, bro, we're talking about no injuries, so his hamstring thing is out the window. He's actually dunking on you. I don't know. Are we talking Anyways. no injuries? I, I was considering injury, the potential for injury. But, oh, well, okay, wait, but did you draft him knowing that he was hobbled coming out of round one? Yeah. I guess is my question. Yeah. All right, fine. Then maybe I take that back, but regardless, <laughs> regardless, the Suns plus even a hobbled LeBron are still very, very good. Uh, I mean, I will grant you that Jokic, like Jokic and Jamal is like a phenomenal pairing, and if you upgrade him to Dame... I mean, I think there's actually something to consider there, but I like the Suns are just like too well-rounded. They're really good in like every way, and LeBron is also like really good in every way. So I'm gonna say the Suns are winning this one, probably like four-two. If I had to, maybe even four-one. Maybe I'll go there. Um, 
I would go there if I were you. And obviously, <laughs> we're going to be able to verify this. So, and obviously, they draft Nikola Jokic. So, all right, next up, <laughs> Aiden, in the Eastern semis, the 76ers who have acquired Russell Westbrook. Oh, uh, again, over. I'm, I'm going ahead of myself against the Hawks who drafted Derrick Rose. <laughs> well, I think. I, I think the Sixers, as Lucas mentioned, with Russ, with someone who can, you know, you know, um, put something in the basket every once in a while, just every once in a while, um, are going to win. Um, I think in terms of the question of who do they take, the one problem with the Sixers at the moment is that um, even though, you know, Russ is the starter, but their backup point guard kind of sucks. Um, and I, th- I think they got <laughs> to fix that. So I, I think the the move is to to get Trey Young um, and to make sure Ben Simmons never sees the floor. Um, <laughs> Wait, can I clarify again? So do the Sixers now have Trey Young and Russ, no, 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 or do no. they just Russ? Russ is gone after the end of the series. Oh really? Okay. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, he's see, a that was unfair rental. to me as well. Oh, that's disappointing. Okay, it's a one, it's I, a I didn't one read that. Rental. Gotcha. Okay, I, I, I didn't. <laughs> someone didn't read the instructions. Um, but but yeah, then definitely Trey Young, easier pick. <laughs> I mean, if you if, like, hmm. we haven't gotten to the third round yet. We could technically change it right now. If, 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 want to, if it makes no. the picks more interesting. Okay. <laughs> like at some point, like the Sixers are just playing with a team that has none of their players on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, they would need a fifth round for that, so no. But okay, I'm sorry. Lastly, in the Eastern semis, Jared. Oh, this one's gonna be interesting. The Nets who have acquired Jason Tatum, it's the Bucks who have acquired Jimmy buckets. Yeah, it is interesting, but I'm definitely going Nets on this. I know, and I, I, I think that like you know, with Tatum, KD, they were already what. If KD's shoe size was two sizes smaller, they already would be in the next playoffs or whatever, in the next series or whatever. But with Tatum, even with Kyrie going down, let's say Kyrie goes down and James Harden doesn't play well, with Tatum and Durant on the floor, I don't really know how the Bucks are going to stop that. Um, so that's that's where I'm even with Jimmy Buckets. That's where I'm going, and I know why it's going to be yelling at the phone when he listens to this. But the Nets are drafting Giannis, uh, you know, because Chris Middleton. <laughs> I know why it would probably be like, you got to take Chris Middleton. He already does what KD does, and KD does it at a better level, right? Giannis has a completely different game, and Blake Griffin's nice. Like, he gave some really great effort and everything in the series, but Giannis is obviously a better version of don't, Blake Griffin. Don't tell so. me you were thinking about drafting Blake Griffin. 32-year-old Blake Griffin. I wasn't going to draft. He's already on the net, so I don't have to draft him. Uh, if you're worried about Giannis's oh. free throws, you can just bench him next round and have Tatum or KD take them in the, in the, in the clutch, right? Even Harden, who may be healthier. So, no, uh, yeah, the, options. the thing about Chris Middleton is like KD is him better, and he also doesn't like vary between like a six of 20 and a 15 of 20 game every other game, you know? Like, that's Middleton is infuriating, <laughs> anyways. Okay, I think that's an interesting. I don't know if I agree with the Nets pick on that one, but you know what? I'm oh. not the one who's making the pick, so okay. So, now we've got in the Western Finals, Lucas, we've got the Clippers. Who have Rudy Gobert <laughs> against the Suns? Who have Jokic and no more LeBron? Who are you that's, taking? That's interesting. The Suns. Come on, I think that's pretty easy again. Um, the Suns with Jokic. Is it easy? 
I don't know about that. Yeah, that's easy. I think that's easy. <laughs> it's easy. It's easy. I mean, no, Jokic. Jokic is infinitely better than Rudy Gobert. The Suns are already better than the Clippers. I think. I don't think it's like a blowout series. I think it's like a, a solid four-two Suns win for the finals. Um, with, I mean, with Jokic, he's the MVP. Okay, you're no. I mean, I agree with you on that. But I also like Kawhi and Paul George probably win the matchup against Chris Paul and Devin Booker, right? Generally. So I think yeah. it's. I mean, there's more. There's more um, okay. spark there, okay. maybe than you're giving them credit for. That's fair, but it's my pick. Yeah. The Clippers. <laughs> the Clippers might still win the series in real life. <laughs> Depending on how That's today's. Yeah, but no, with, with all the injuries, no, they're losing, right? Yeah, it's three two though. But they, I... oh, the game. No, right but they're now. they're losing. Oh. The game right now. oh yes, they are losing right now at halftime. It's sixty six fifty seven. If you're tracking the progression, of the podcast, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of games. Yeah, a lot of games. Um, okay, who are the Suns drafting from the Clippers, Lucas? Kawhi. Yeah. You mean torn ACL Kawhi? Wa- or... Yeah, walking <laughs> glass. Yes. <laughs> All right. Now in the Eastern Finals, I am going to address the 76ers against the Nets. The 76ers acquired Trey Young. The Nets acquired Giannis. Okay. <laughs> this is also. I mean, yeah, okay, if, if Ben Simmons were competent and the 76ers could have taken somebody else to compliment everybody on the starters instead of replacing Ben Simmons, <laughs> it'd probably be more interesting. This is a series I would have actually liked to see in real life. Uh, unfortunately, the 76ers let us down. But, yeah, I'm going to go with the Nets for sure. Um, and, obviously, I mean, there's nobody else they could draft but Joel. So the Nets just continue acquiring insane offensive talents. <laughs> yeah. All right. And so lastly, Aiden rounds us out in the NBA Finals. The Suns, who now have Kawhi against the Nets, who now have Joel Embiid. Yeah. Suns are tempting because I've heard Kawhi doesn't hate the Suns doctors the way that he hates the, yeah. the Clippers doctors. Um, but, yeah, we're assuming health, right, here, general general health. Like, am I assuming uh, yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. Right. So I'm nobody's assuming, been hurt. I'm assuming Harden isn't, you know, scoring five points a game. Uh, then Nets. It's that would be such a ridiculous team of <laughs> KD and Harden. And I don't know. If we don't even need Kyrie to be honest. Um, Kyrie slander on this podcast. A, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie just took that personally, but but yeah, I, I think the the Nets have too much star power uh, there for the. For the underdog sons, but you know. Okay. Congrats, yeah, Nets, but... on this <laughs> alternate universe title. I mean, the Nets are winning. The, the Nets are winning the championship next year. We realize that, right? <laughs> no, we're, we're all. I, <laughs> I do not refuse. concede that at all. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Second, super multi-tier. teams always win. Super teams always win in their second year. Uh, except for the 2008 Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> True, but they won in their first year, so they they, yeah, so they avoid if you that. You win in your yeah. first year, you win in your second year. <laughs> okay, fair. Okay, yeah. I mean, anyways, this was this was fun. Hopefully, the NBA takes our you know our feedback and, and applies this change next year. <laughs> Who knows? All right, keeping it going with the NBA. Um, Dame has been in the news quite a bit recently, um, despite saying for so many years that he is not running from the grind, aka not leaving. People are saying that he might actually be leaving this summer. So, Jared, I'm going to throw it to you. What do you actually think the odds are that Dame leaves, is traded, forces his way out, whatever? 
uh, ever increasing, but the the Jared Sportsbook puts it at a plus five hundred. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't have actual odds, but the, yeah, they are ever increasing, ever increasing. This is what I think is going to happen. Is this going to be sort of like the way it, it played out with Harden? Is the Blazers are going to make some last ditch effort to pair someone with Dame, like that the Rockets did, where they brought Russell Westbrook in? You know, it's going to be kind of fun for a little bit, and Dame will give it a, a year, and then I think he's going to leave. To be honest. I don't think the Blazers have proven to be a competent enough franchise, I think, to, to like, recognize talent when they have it and, like, build it. I mean, they've had Dame for so long already and haven't really been able to do anything with it. They went to the Western Conference Finals once, but got I think they got swept by the Warriors that year. So I don't know. I don't have trust that the Blazers are actually going to be able to put it together. Um, so I, I wanted I did look at some other teams that, like, it would be interesting to have Dame on. I, lo- I read a couple articles <laughs> Uh, so ab- apparently, back in 2017, in a tweet, which I did confirm that this did happen, uh, Dame Dame Lillard was asked by like some random guy on Twitter, like if the if you can't play play for the Blazers, what are the two teams you wanted to play for? He said the Nuggets as one, which is which was interesting, and the Lakers as the other. But I thought he hated. I was under the impression that he hated the Lakers. I remember I remember hearing a tweet from him saying that. Or something about him where he was like, I don't want to join the Lakers. I want to beat the Lakers. Something to that effect. But I don't know. Maybe I don't know if his feelings have changed or not. I think I, I, in terms of the Lakers, NBA, please don't let that happen. That would be, I do not want to see LeBron assemble another super team. I'm sorry. I'm over that. I I, I want to see max two stars on a team. You know, like that's why I'm not a Nets fan. I want to see max two stars on a team and you have to grind it out and like beat the other team. Like, you know, kind of with equal competition, more or less. Uh, I think the Mavericks, you know, nobody wants Chris Stop, so I'm not sure how the Mavericks would be able to do this. But, like, Dame and Luka, they have, they have the same game, basically. But I think that would be super fun. Like, it'd be pretty, again, another unstoppable offense. Like, you'd have to be guarding the arc pretty, pretty fiercely against that team, which I think would be interesting. Especially if they kept, um, what's his name, Hardaway? Hardaway Jr.? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... I think that would be interesting. Another another name I thought I, I think got thrown out there that I think I would prefer the other way around is the Sixers. If the Blazers somehow think that Ben Simmons is like their next foundational piece, and the Sixers freaking fleece the Blazers and get Damon and Embiid, that would be pretty unstoppable. Damon and Embiid would be pretty unstoppable. I'd rather that happen in Portland though, not in Philadelphia. <laughs> well, the Sixers are not giving up Embiid, so yeah, they're not. Yeah. Well, when it looked like he was hurt, it was like, oh, maybe, like, I don't know, his, his stock is low. But obviously he just played through it and was still fantastic. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is – you know what I saw as the number one option, though, in this article is the Golden State Warriors. Do not yeah. let that happen, NBA. I do not want to see another Golden State Warriors <laughs> yeah. freaking crazy oh, super God. team. Because they're trying to get rid of Wiseman in the number yeah. seven pick, right, for some Wiseman, yeah, and, like, so. they have, like, the 14th pick or something like that too, I think. Yeah, as well yeah. as Wiggins. As oh, yeah. oh true, the, Wiggins. They got the seventh yeah. pick because they took the Wolves pick this year. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so Wiggins yeah. lives to be included in trades. That's like, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's all. <laughs> oh, yeah, God. yeah, but like, okay, Jerry. But if you had to say, like, right now, I'm guessing binary, just yes or no, he'll be playing. What would you say for the Blazers? I mean, yeah, yes, he'll be playing next year. Yep. Okay. For the full season. If I if I were to guess, uh, mm-hmm. 
Honestly, the NBA doesn't really do like mid-season trades. I don't feel like of a big player. Stars, I feel like they don't do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah not really. Harding got traded mid-season this year. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. yeah, I guess that was more like a preseason thing, though, right? It kind of started in the preseason yeah. and everything. Like you don't also, see like NBA like really... trade deadline like stars getting dealt. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 It's true. So if it doesn't happen in the off season, I don't think it's gonna happen until the next off season, basically. <laughs> Did we see his tweet the other day that said sometimes it's not the people who change, it's the mask that falls off? Which yeah, I saw I'm assuming is in re- reference to him always saying that he, that he won't run from the grind. <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, exciting times in the NBA. That would be pretty off-brand for him, though. Yeah, but that's but exactly the his whole brand is a mask. I know. It's, it's, yeah, Everything you've it's seen, just, Jared, it's I feel a lie. cheated. Okay. Yeah, I feel yeah. cheated. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Burn, jersey burning anyways yeah. uh let's move on to another uh point guard who may or may not be with his team next year ben simmons had a catastrophic playoffs uh i mean uh doc rivers literally when asked if ben simmons could be a championship point guard said i don't know how to answer that question right so now of course people are saying well is is he still gonna be on the 76ers will he get moved um, apparently, the Thunder, the Timberwolves, and the Blazers, as we were just discussing, have all expressed interest. So, Lucas, the 76ers are your squad. Let me throw it to you this time. Do you think Simmons gets moved this offseason? And if so, what do you think he's worth? So, in short, I don't have any idea. I, I think the Sixers should absolutely try and move him. I think for both parties, it's just, you know, for the best. Like, the Sixers are in win now or pretty close to win now mode and Simmons is not going to do it from him. Um, but they keep saying, you know, like, and I don't know, teams put up smoke screens like this all the time. Um, but they keep saying, you know, we're going to work this off season. He's going to get better. I think I mentioned this last week on the pod that, um, apparently the new strategy is to try and get him to switch shooting hands. (laughs) Um, and so like, I don't know whether that'll actually work or not. Um, and apparently when him and his agent went with Sixers brass last week, um, for like their end of the year you know, checkout meeting, he didn't request a trade. The team didn't make it obvious that they were going to trade him. So like, I think that there's like not a zero percent shot that he stays. Like, I don't think that's completely out of the realm of possibility, even though I don't think it's for the best uh, for both. That being said, if I'm if I'm a betting man, I would say he's probably not there by the time next season starts. But I was going to bring up the quote that Bart mentioned about Doc saying that. He could not be the. He doesn't know if he's the point guard on a championship winning Sorry. team. And Bede is clearly like not thrilled. I think in his post game press conference, he said something like, "Like you know, we were passing up dunks, and like it's not really a we there. <laughs> so, it was a Ben Simmons is passing up dunks, and I'm not thrilled about that. So if like he's alienated the coach, he's alienated the biggest star. Like I think you can only take on a project like that for so long before you just yeah can't cash in on what you got. Um, but I don't think he has super high value at this point. <laughs> I, I know, like, all the Sixers, like, fan pages and stuff I read and all the articles are, like, trade him for Dame. You know, easy. <laughs> it's quick and easy. But as Jared said, like, the Sixers would absolutely have to fleece the Blazers to, like, get any sort of trade for Dame. Like, uh, even, like, a, a Ben, Maxi, Thibel, and a first-rounder, I think, is, like, not, in reality, sufficient to, like, get Dame, which is, the like, the package I've seen thrown around a lot. Um, and so I think... Probably what his value looks like is trading for a guy like CJ McCollum. If they're going to trade with the Blazers, I've seen like just like a one for one swap there, like a you know maybe throwing another guy for contract and stuff um, there. 
which I think is a fine trade. I don't think it really makes the Sixers that much better, but it, it does something. Um, it means they come into Maxi as like their point guard for the future going forward, which could be fun. Um, another one I've seen too that I think is interesting is well, not on the teams listed before. Um, trading for De'Aaron Fox from the Kings. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently the Kings oh. have expressed some interest as well. Um, and that would be a logical way to go with that. Um, it's not a move that like super excites me either, but it could be like, I think that that's like <clears throat> an appropriate value to get for Simmons at this point as well. Yeah. Also on the Kings front, I saw Buddy Heald as a possible yeah. option too in that spot. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, I agree that neither of those is like super exciting. I think Darren Fox is a little bit more exciting, but but I, yeah. yeah, it's something. So did this? Did the Sixers mess up by not trading Simmons for like Harden last year? Absolutely, I, mean, I think resoundingly yes. Or, okay, obviously not for Harden, but like trading him for literally anybody, I guess last year. <laughs> Do you think they would have gotten? Yeah, I, mean, I mean, they obviously would have gotten much better value if they traded him last off season than this off season, but. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it was like I mean, his... people thought he was still going to get better, and then all it takes is one season, and I don't know that anybody thinks he's going to improve his shooting. Right. That's what I mean. I've heard yeah. people say that like if he's been in the league now, what? How long has he been in the league? Four or five years? Four years, and he hasn't improved a shot yet. When he's are you going to expect him now to do it? Like he should have already yeah. been working on it, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Yeah, I just think his value is like. It's going to take somebody who needs him in a specific position. That's why I've heard a lot of people say the Warriors as well. Like, he, like Draymond's getting older. He could take over Draymond. Yeah, he uh, could. Draymond mm-hmm. retires is essentially what, like... Like, he needs to be a role player at this point. Like, he's not, he's not going to go to... I mean, somebody might take a shot on him in this way, but, like, he's not going to go anywhere and be, like, a star, probably. Like, you need him to fill, like, the defensive disruptor, like, high-energy type guy role as opposed to, like... I don't know. Try and pair him with someone like the Sixers are doing right now to like lead a team. Yeah, I've heard that like he. Some people are saying don't even consider him like to be playing at point guard anymore, right? Like basically yeah. he might just be put at like a power forward permanently, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that does fit. That's more still it's still tough shoot. to play. Yeah, exactly. It's still tough to play uh, power forward if you don't want to shoot free throws. Yeah, yeah that's a tough position Dude, to play. That, yeah, the free throw thing is just actually insane for a professional basketball player yeah, to have that yeah. kind of difficulty with it. He said he's not doing the Olympics, and I hope that's because he's literally going to be in the gym every day practicing free throws. Yeah. yeah. That's what he, they say, or that's what like, the Sixers organization has said. So, yeah. We'll see. Every year they're like, his, his jump shot has changed, and like some video like leaks of like, <laughs> like crazy shots, and like oh my god, nothing has yeah. ever actually changed. Yeah, have you seen that video? Have you seen that video when he was with uh, when he was with like Jimmy Fallon, I think, and he had like a and he had like a thirty foot like <laughs> like a thirty yes, foot rim and like a huge basketball, and he missed the shot still. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll, I'll pull that up later. It was pretty funny. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. So, on that note, um, thank you everybody for listening this week. It's me again back doing the conclusion this week, if you missed it. I did such a good job this week, or last week, um, that Jared's like, you know what? Do it again. So here I am. Another closer. So, uh, <laughs> and unlike the Phillies, I'm like, oh. <laughs> a 21st save, um, 22nd save in 80 games. Um, yeah. 
check us out, um, or continue to check us out if you're here already. You've checked us out at this point, so. On, <laughs> <laughs> we're on Spotify, we're on SoundCloud, we're on Apple Podcasts if you want to listen. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, they're the place to do it, at YouThoughtSport. Um, we've got some great content up there. Wyatt, who, um, not here tonight, but grinding away in the lab at some great Instagram content coming forward, so check it out. Um, and we'll see you next week.